February 21st, 2024. We're in Masechet Bava Kamandav, very top of the Amud. Amale Ravina Lerava, Hainu Regel, Hainu If you recall, this is the question that was posed with regards to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah started with the words Kesad Haregel Mu'edet, which seems to be talking about Regel. We're well familiar at this point with Regel. Regel is the act of Kavanato. Shelola Hazik, Darko. The regular way of the animal as it's walking without intention to damage, that's the uh, av or that's the nezek known as regel. So the Mishnah started talking about that. And the next line, first word on the line in the Mishnah says, Habehema mu'edet lehalech kedarka Why is it that we changed from talking about feet specifically to animal, generally speaking? We know that we're not actually going to distinguish one from the other. But why is it that the Mishnah goes from one to the other? They seem to be, well, the same thing. Why does the Mishnah change its wording? The response of Rava to Ravina is, Tana avot vekatane toladot. Mishnah began by mentioning regel, which is the av, which is the primary. That's if you look in the Torah, the shilach et be'iro, ubi'er aher. The pasuk is talking about trampling, according to our understanding. That's regel, that's done with the feet. The katanen, and the next line in the Mishnah, which talks about behema, which includes, of course, any and every other way in a regular fashion as the animal's walking. It damages something, its hair catches onto something. We'll see these examples we already did a little bit. Its saddle bumps into something, the bird in the, the package which is on its back bumps into something. Any of those situations, that's incorporated under the av, but be, below it, uh, in other words, the av is regel, below it is the tolada, is the derivative, and that would be behema. So the answer again of ravina, excuse me, of rava to ravina is the Mishnah is just being careful to start with the av and then to allude to the toleda. All talking about situations, normal, walking, regular, typical way that the animal would go across in hasar hanizak, in the field of another person and damage. The challenge in turn of Ravina to Rava, nice answer says Ravina, but what about the following? The end of this Mishnah, now if you look on Tafiyot Zayin Amudal, if you're not going to see this, the end of the Mishnah, meaning what's connected to this Mishnah is really presented later on on Tafiyotet, we're going to talk about not only Regel, we'll then talk about Shen. So the first Mishnah, we'll call it that, addressed Regel. The next Mishnah, but the Gemara will refer to it as the Sefa, the end of the same Mishnah, is going to talk about Shen. The question in turn of Ravinat Rava is Sefa, the end of the Mishnah, the Katane, where it says, Hashen Mu'edet, Habehema Mu'edet, Datatat, my Avot, my Toladot Ika. In other words, his question goes as follows. That Mishnah, talks about Shein. So it says, Shein is mu'edeh to do a p'der And then the example that's given is, if it eats from the crops or the field and produce of another person. Those are both the av. It's a very nice and clever response. Regal refers to the av. Behemah is more general is the tolada. All going to be obligated, but that's the presentation. The next Mishnah uses the same format. It starts with Shein. Call that the Av. But then it describes the Shein when it talks about Behemah. And what's the description? It's exactly Shein. 
I say, Shin is Mu'ad if it Then I say, the Behemah which eats from the produce. Oh, that's not the Tolada. You can't answer over there that that's the Tolada. If anything, that's reiterating or specifying what the Av is. It could have said, and we do know from Daf Gimal, what the Tolada of Shin is. Do we remember what the Tolada of Shin is? Toladav shen is not that it's eating, but it's scratching its back against the wall, or it's mitanif peirot, it's for some reason having a good time cleaning itself by rolling in the fruits, something of that sort. That's the toladav. But the challenge, the counterclaim of Ravina Tarava is, I can't accept your interpretation to this Mishnah. Our Mishnah went from Regil to Behemah. You suggested Rava. It went from Av to Tolada. Same format, Mishnah Daf Yotet, Shen to Behemah, but the Behemah was identical. Whereas over here you went from legs to body. Very nice. Av to Tolada. Over there you went from tooth to tooth. It's not a... It's a the response it says the Gemara of Rava to Ravina. The response of Rava to Ravina as he was challenged was to laugh. Why is he laughing? And he said to him, meaning Rava to Ravina, I answered one, you now answer one. In other words, he said, I explained this statement in the Mishnah. You're bothering me that the next statement in the Mishnah is going to be difficult according to my interpretation? Fadal, your turn. I'm not respect. It's a fascinating thing that he's able to and feels comfortable saying so. In other words, I'm not per se able to answer every time the Mishnah does this funny switch. I'm still convinced that my response, it seems clear from the Gemara, he's confident with this uh, Rava is, I'm still, still, I'm still uh, confident my explanation is right. You give a different explanation to the next line. Uh, you know, the, the fact that he's comfortable doing so is, is surprising to me because it means that Rava is comfortable saying that the Mishnayot will sometimes be inconsistent. And he says, okay, Ravina, you handle this. Uh, you know, so it's, again, uh, in other words, if he's trying to say an explanation in the Mishnah that he's certain is true, he should have to defend it at all costs. If I came in, I say an explanation in the Mishnah, and you ask me, but how do you explain the next words in the Mishnah? I explained my words. You explained those words. You didn't, you didn't defend yourself. Your explanation is not consistent with the next words. For one reason or another, I don't have a good explanation to why Rava is so comfortable saying this. He says, he laughs and he says, Ana shanai, I learned, I taught Hada, the first part. Ve'at shanai, Hada, you now explain the second part. Okay, anyway, well, what says the Gemara? So he never answered for us. We have two segments of the Mishnah. The segment of Regel turning into Behemah, the segment of Shen turning into Behemah, Regel turning into Behemah, I understand Regel is the Av, Behemah is Tolada. Regel refers to trampling, Behemah refers to anything with its body. Very nice. Shen refers to the Av, it eats. Uh, then Behemah says it eats, so you didn't go into Tolada. So what is the explanation to the second half of the Mishnah when you went from the mention of Shen being Mu'ad to do it Derech to behema, which is exactly what that is. Amaravashe tanashen de haya vekatane shen de behema. The purpose in the Mishnah to do so is because of the following. When it said shen in the initial line, you could have and would have perhaps imagined it was referring to haya. What's haya? A wild animal, a uh, lion, a tiger, a bear, a horse, something of that ho- that sort. So that's the first mention. The next line in the Mishnah where it says, Habehema mu'edit is to tell you not only wild animals but domesticated animals as well, what we call behema, also have this, uh, this nezek called shen. 
Uh, that's the purpose of that next Mishnah. There is a little bit of a difficulty. What's that? Both Moab. Yes, Bo- both Moab. Fascinating question, says, says Jeffrey. Regel, I'm going to go a step further than you. In Regel, do we not equate? Do we not say that Behema and Haya are the same? I'll bring you a proof that we do. The proof is in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah talked about Tarnagolit. Tarnagolit is certainly not a domesticated animal or a wild animal. It's a bird. It's clearly included as an interesting thing for some reason. And the Dirasha of Rashi or Tosavot will mention in a moment is equivalent. The truth is, I have another question for you. Do you not have, or did you not want to list as well, by Shin, the Av and the Tolada? The fact that you answered both of these segments, but you gave different explanations, is a little bit curious. If you take a look for a moment at Tosafot, Dibura Matchil Salka Da'ata the top one. It says, Salka Da'ata, well, it's going on the next words of the Gemara, which is fine. It says Tosafot, Af al Gav, Dikvar Ashmu'inan Beresha. Even though the, you already taught me in the first part of the Mishnah, the part that we just read, muadin, even chickens are muad, meaning this is applicable to Regil. This is not only in Shin that I don't distinguish. Nonetheless, for whatever reason, Tosafot, not filling it in, says, okay, this is the way of the Mishnah, yes. Both of these laws will be applicable to Shin and Regel. You kind of chose one law to teach me by Regel, Avin Tolada, and then when you came to Shin, you decided to teach me this law. It's true you alluded to it already. It's true that it's true that with regards to, it's, it's, it's a fact, but with regards to Regel, we don't distinguish between if it was a horse which trampled or a, a cow which trampled, that wild or domesticated. That's the way the Mishnah decided to teach it. Tosafot then finishes the Kashe Kesatz, what I just mentioned. Amai Latananame Tolada Beshen Kimo Beregel. I mean, it would have been much easier, Tosafot wonders out loud, to just make it consistent. With Shin, go like this. Ketzad Hashin Mu'edit Lechol Derechana'a. Then continue, habehema, and talk about if it rubbed itself against the wall, if it, if it uh, cleaned itself on the, on the fruits. Why didn't the Mishnah just. But ultimately speaking, with regards to the halacha over here, we've established it. It means that both with regards to regel as well as with regards to shin, we know now, we knew already, the av and the tolada, they both have this status of mu'ad mitichilato bershut hanizak, we know what those words mean at this point. And secondly, we don't distinguish between behema, domesticated animal, or haya, wild animal. Why would I have thought to distinguish? So it sounded like Eli was going somewhere. I didn't fully understand it. What's that? Is a wild animal domesticated or can be a No, no, wild is, is horse or whatever, and domesticated is, uh, is a cow. You know, something like that. I don't know, you know. Right. So why would you have distinguished? The Gemara doesn't give us a sevara for it. The Gemara gives us a text for it. I don't know that there is. We need like a Nathan here for this to distinguish. I don't know why you would have distinguished. You could see it both ways. If I have a pet lion, it's certainly going to be Mu'ad mitahilato. On the other hand, you're going to tell him, I would say, if I have a pet cow and it's a cow which goes onto your property, why should I be any less liable for it? The Gemara says maybe you would have thought differently because of the Pesukim. Salka da'atach amina, you would have thought to say again that I only apply the Nezek um, Shalem, the Mu'ad status, the fact that I'm paying entirely, both with regards to Shin and Regel, to a domesticated animal. Why would I have only thought that? 
ושילח את בעירו כתיב, בהמה אין היה לו, that word בעירו refers to livestock, it refers, no, no, not even his over here, they, it, interesting, no, because we're talking, when you have a wild animal, it's yours as well, I know we don't think of it like that, although Morris taught us that there are pets, um, but, um, so, no, there is, it, it, the derasha is really from the word בעירו, בעירו refers to livestock, which means you're dealing with domesticated animals, so you would have thought to say that when the Torah gives the example, quote unquote, of Shin and Regal, v'shilach, you send forth, et בעירו, what does the word בעירו mean? Be'iro means domesticated animal. Ah, maybe I would have said it's only domesticated animal. Kamashma'lan, we learn otherwise. Dehaya bechlal behema. That in this context, we don't refer only to domesticated animal, we refer to wild animals as well. Who said? Maybe it's not. Maybe the Pasuk is very specific. Maybe the Pasuk says, I mean, The Mishnah told me otherwise. You have some reason. You have something which inspired you to say that. I wrote read a Pasuk in the Torah. I understand the Sevara might dictate this. Whatever. You need a proof text. I, I know the Rashi. Hang time. Well, Rashi helps, helps my question. Rashi just says, refers to Behemah, domesticated animal. The next Rashi. Okay, if you take a look at Rashi on the left-hand side, what, what Jesse was referring to is where it says, It oh, was the word means domesticated animal. It's just what it means. It's a, a synonym in uh, biblical Hebrew. But if you look at the next one, Rashi, again, what, what are we up against? We have the conclusion of the Gemara. The latter part of the Mishnah, in the context of Shin, is teaching me, don't think just behemah, domesticated cow animals, are liable for Shin and Regal. You pay full damage. Oh, why would I have thought so? Pasuk says you send forth your domesticated animal. No, 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 Kamash Ma'lan, the Mishnah teaches me it's not so. Why not? Uh, because it teaches me not to. Where would you come up with that? Rashi quotes a derasha. Dichtiv, Rashi says from this pasuk, Zot ha-behema asher tochilu, umfaresh batre ayal sevi v'yachmor. He cites a pasuk from Sefer Devarim, which says, this is the animal, behema, domesticated animal you can eat, that's kosher, and afterwards included in the list are ayal, sevi, yachmor, different types of wild animals, which are kosher, but are incorporated under the heading of behema. Do they have a marking over there? Is this a gemara elsewhere, this derasha? No, no, but one second. Next to this, is there a little marking in your rashi? No. We don't have it. It's not in ours. Okay. No, that, he's not making up this derasha. The gemara must mention this derasha elsewhere in a different context. Regardless, that's the derasha which Rashi uh, cites for us. Tosafot. Oh, okay. Tosafot tells us where it's from. It's in Hulin. Tosafot on the right-hand side... Uh, the second Tosafot has a little bit of a difficulty. Let me explain to you what the difficulty with Rashi is. Again, well, uh, there's a full review quickly so we can arrive at the difficulty. We have a conclusion in the Gemara. When I refer to in the Pasuk, Bi'iro, we mean equals Behema, domesticated. But, but don't think it really means that. It means Haya as well. Rashi, a derasha from Masechet Hulin, but the idea being that a Haya, whenever the Torah mentions just Behema, domesticated means wild animals. Well, wait a second. What about birds? Where'd you come up with birds? The listing over there in Devarim Perek Yodala doesn't go on to explain birds. Our Mishnah says that Tarnigolet is Mu'edet for Regal. We know Tarnigolet as well is Mu'edet for Shem. 
Where'd you come up with that one? Well, Rashi's derasha only goes so far as to include our lions, our, uh, I don't know, giraffes. It didn't go so far to tell, uh, whatever. It doesn't go so far as to tell us that birds as well. Tosafot on the right-hand side says, Lot mehahi derasha de mekasha. Not from that derasha which Rashi cited, which apparently is in Hulin daf Ainalif ka'amar hacha, de haya bichla behema, de hacha, because over here, hacha means here, afilo ofna mehave bichla behema, kedekatane, tanigolet, mu'edet. Our Mishnah told us, tanigolet as well, that's fowl, that's birds. You can't make that from the derasha. The derasha only includes behema, and then it mentions wild animals. How'd you come up with birds? Ela. Says uh, Tosafot, rather, Yalfinan Behema Mishabbat. Can you imagine? The Derasha is from Shabbat. Kedamrinan Besof Perekapara de Beiro U Behema Hakol Echad de Metargiminan Behema Beiro. As Rashi alluded to us, uh, uh, that Behema is the Targum of Behema. Those are equivalent. The word Behema and Beiro means the same thing. Tosafot suggests. Hard to call it a Gezerah Shabbat, the Gemara doesn't, but Tosafot suggests that if the word Behema in the context of Shabbat, on Shabbat you have to rest all animals, wild, domesticated, and birds. Well, if by Shabbat, where the Pasuk says Behemtecha, uh, it's a reference as well to birds and wild animals, so too in our context, in the situation of Shen and Regel, it's not only domesticated animals, wild, and birds as well. It's a fascinating thing Tosafot did over here. They made up a dirasha for us. What's that? Right. Always. That we're never going to distinguish unless we have some specific reason to distinguish. Uh, specifically if the Torah says behema. It's a, and again, the, the, you're, you're taking it to the, quote, absurd conclusion, which Tosafot is comfortable with. I, the mechanics are difficult for me. Where did we come up with this derasha? Rashi is a derasha in the Gemara. This one sounds like Tosafot made up this derasha. Uh, you know, I just, okay. Uh, yeah. They're all. They're both going to be the av. You're not going to say. You're going to say one is because it says be'iro in the Torah. Be'iro means domesticated wild amber. They're all mifurash in the pasuk. As uh, just as as uh, as Judah said, pasuk be'iro behema means everything. Uh, they, they made it up. Why they they they, they quote something? If they give you a quotation, they give you a quotation Gemara on Shabbat, where to the best of my knowledge, where it says that on Shabbat we don't distinguish. Very nice. On Shabbat we're not distinguishing. Who said that we should therefore apply it every time the Torah says the word behema? It means everything. All right, that's what. Tos- it's the same thing. Says Tosafot. Or behema means all. Yeah. 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 All right, so that's our Gemara. So again, the Gemara then has led us, we have one last detail on this point, the Gemara has then led us to explain the Resha and the Sefa of the Mishnah, the Regal and the Shen, go from Regal to Behemah, Shen to Behemah, for what reason? First one to tell me to go from Av as well as Tolada. Second one by Shen to tell me to go from not only Hayah but Behemah as well. Ooh, this is a difficulty. One second, the Mishnah said in the latter part, it went like this, Hashen. And then it said, Habehema. One second. The Pasuk says which one? Pasuk says Be'iro, which is Behema. So the ordering is a little off. It should have said Hashin and even Haya. That would have been the normal way to write it. If you tell me something I didn't know, so you go like this. You say, if it's Shin, I scratch my head. What does the Pasuk say? Be'iro. What does Be'iro mean? Oh, it means Behema, domesticated animal. 
got it. The next line should say, and even, I don't know, a bird, and even a lion, and even a, a wild animal. That's how the Mishnah does. Mishnah goes from Shin to tell me Behemah. That sounds a little bit. <laughs> says the Gemara, some nine, ten lines from the top. It should have, mitne means to teach. It should have taught me this. In the Resha, it should have started with um, Haya, excuse me, with Behema, and gone to Haya. It should have started with, uh, not Shin, which we're saying is a reference to the wild animal. It should have started with Behema. That's the Mefurash and the Pasuk. Should have said, Ketzad ha-behema mu'edet le'echol b'derech ana'ata, period. Then continued and said, Ve'ha-haya, or if you tell me that's where the word shin means, even the shin, meaning all animals. Answers the Gemara, answers the Gemara, Haide'atya le'midrasha havivale. The answer to the Gemara is, you're right. In a technical sense, it would have been clearer had we presented it to you that way. But remember, which one's the more novel? Uh, which one's the bigger hidush? Is, is shin, is, is the haya, is the wild animal. In other words, in, in short, what the Gemara says, you want to come in with a bang. You want to teach the class? Don't start with the boring stuff everybody knows and build it up. That's the normal way of building a class. You build a class, you start with this is what we know. You start with this is a step further, another step further. What, okay, now I got to the hidush. Now you saw the whole development, but you're not going to grab the people. The way you grab the people is start with the bang. Tell them something they didn't know, and then trace backwards to the Mishnah. That which is learned from a derasha, from an extrapolation, Rashi or Tosafot, whichever the derasha is, that it's not only the domesticated animal, but also the wild Start with that one. Mention that one first. Catch people's attention. So, oh, that's not the Mishnah. We're on chin, we're on chin, we're on chin. Next question. Next question in the Gemara. Hang tight. Uh, so that, that's the Gemara suggestion. Uh, caught you again. And that's the suggestion in the Gemara. Now this is what I'm going to give to you, I think. I don't know, it, was, it looked so genuine. Anyway, the Gemara now says, if that's the way you do things, <laughs> it's perfect. Though. It's it, fantastic. It leads me into it. It's perfect. It's great. As, as the Gemara now says, if that's the way you write things, if that's the way you teach things, you start with the Hidush, so then our first Mishnah should have gone that way as well. Which one's the Pasuk in the Torah? Vishilachet Be'iro is referring to Regal, legs. Start with the Tolada. Start with, if it's body, if it's hair, if it's burden, that's the Tolada. If you're telling me the way we write our Mishnayot, we teach the lessons, is by starting with that which is not explicit, but has to be derived. In other words, something that's more novel, something that's more of a Hidush. Resha Nameh. Resha means the first part of the Mishnah, meaning our reference of Regal to Behem. Should have taught that which is not written, which one's not written in the Torah, or the Toladot, or the derivatives of Regel. What are those? One more time. If it, we'll see it explicitly in the a second. If its hair is caught onto something, if it has a bur- if it has a package on its back and it bangs into it, if it has a saddle, if it has reins, if anything as it's walking bangs into something, catches something, and damages it. Then you're liable. You should have started the Mishnah with Ketzad ha-behema mu'edet lehazik derechiducha. Period. Ha-regel, then go into the Av. Answers the Gemara, ha-che hashta. You can't really, ha-che hashta literally means here, now, which means, as I've told you more than once, means now, now, which means to say, uh, just listen up, come on, I, I understand your question, but let's, let's think this through. You're going to start with, well, let's listen to the words, Av and Toledah. Av means 
quote-unquote, the father. Tolada means the child. You're really going to start with the child before the father? Uh, you got to start with the av. You have to, when we talk about avot nazi, the whole basechet starts with the primary categories. You're going to start with the secondary, tertiary categories before you mention the primary. No, you can't do that. That just doesn't read right. You're going to tell me once I established what the primary category is, okay, but no, that part of the primary category is not only domesticated animal, but it's also wild. There I'm okay, you mentioned that the wild before domesticated. But you're gonna mention, I mean, in other words, you start the class, I don't know, let's do something along these lines. You start the class with, I wanna talk about Hilchot Shabbat, mention that. Then you say something, I don't know, wild. I think you could use electricity or something crazy, you know, whatever. Okay, you gave them the Hidush right afterwards, but you mentioned, I'm gonna talk about Hilchot Shabbat. You have to start this conversation with the Ahav. You can't start it with Z, before you mentioned A, you mentioned A, you mentioned A, you got out of the way, you're talking about an Av, and now you could speak further, and now you could have addressed the details of the Av, uh, and you could even get into a big Hidush after, Hatam over there, meaning in the Mishnah, uh, with regards to Shin, or where, excuse me, our Mishnah, with regards to Regel, where both the body... I'm sorry. With regards to Shin, uh, where both the domesticated and the wild animals are, are both avot. Idv id means both animals, either way, whether it's wild or domesticated, are avot ninhu, are considered avot. Okay, then I'll say, I'll say that which is learned from the derasha, that which is less explicit. It's more exciting to talk about first, but it's an av. I'm not skipping to z. Hacha, our mishnah, shavik av toladah. You're going to leave. Shavik means to leave, meaning leave behind the av and start with the tolada. You're going to start with the z before you mention that. Can't be. Iba'it ema. Second answer of the gemara. Iba'it compound word. Im tirse. If you'll say ema, you should say. You can say. Ayede desalik meregel patach beregel. Second answer. The reason our first mishnah starts with regel instead of behema, which would have been the more novel thing is because we just finished the last Mishnah in our Perek Aleph in our first chapter with Regel. Our first, the, the last Mishnah in the last Perek was talking about the different cases where it's Mu'ad. One of the cases where it's Mu'ad Mitachilato, we said there are five cases, was Regel. You're going to start, I just mentioned to you, by the way, there are five cases of Mu'ad. One of them is Regel. Now I'm going to start the next Mishnah and say, Habbehimah, it's just funny, it doesn't, it doesn't go straight. The Gemara suggests, second suggestion is that's why we started with Regel and segued into Behemah. That's, that's Ketzah, indeed. Uh, says the Gemara, all right, now that we've established some of the technicalities, let's uh, clean up some more. Tanur Rabbanan. Tanur Rabbanan means it's a Beraita. Shanu HaChachamim, the rabbi's taught in Beraita. Behemah mu'edet lehalech kedarka. An animal is mu'edet, of course, it's a pace full, nezek, lehalech kedarka, if it walks in its normal, typical fashion, what we call the av of regel, ule shabir, and to break as it does. So ketad, give me some examples, help me with both the av and the tolada, behemash nechnesa lachatzer hanizak, first and foremost, the pasuk says, ubi'ed bisteacher, it needs to be in someone else's field, not in a public area, vehezika, and it damages, Begufa, with its body, by walking, that would be the av. Now all the toladot, or with its hairs, Rashi earlier, Rashi elsewhere says that it's if the hairs got stuck to something and carried, dragged it with it, as it's walking, 
if it's from the saddle that's on it, somehow banged into, caught onto something. That refers to, I think, the package which is on it as it's walking. It bumps into and, and, and damages. I think we usually translate as the reins which are in the mouth. The bit in the mouth, right? I forgot. I, I used to say reins. They told me bit. Uh, or if there's the, the bell which is uh, hung around, strung around its neck, if that damages. Uh, all of those situations. Has to be on someone else's private property. It has to be. If it's in public thoroughfare, you are exempt entirely, no, not even partial. Okay, so that was all with regards to, generally speaking, habehema. Now, interestingly and strangely, it says, the hamor bemasao. And of course, the, the punchline of all of these is meshalem nezik shalem. Hamor means a donkey. Masao, what's the masa? Masa means the thing it's carrying. But you just told me that with behemah, didn't you? A minute ago, a line ago, you said the behemah, and it was a fancy word, no doubt, but it said, ubeshalif she'aleha. What does shalif mean? Shalif means it's load as well. So you would have distinguished between some animals and the donkey? Why? You needed to mention both in the Beraita explicitly. Tosafot, right-hand side. Even though we just a minute ago in the Mishnah said the shalif she'aleha, which meant the burden, the load, which is on any animal, you nonetheless needed to explicitly say even the donkey. You needed to teach us this case of the donkey with its load. Because when it comes to a donkey, apparently it's less fastened. The load which you place on the, on the donkey, not sure why, because of the... Maybe it's not as strong, whatever. Says to, I'm going to take their word. We, we really need... We really need Morris to give us the reality here. But anyway, it says that the donkey's load is less fast. So what? So what? Concludes Tosafot, da'atin, and you would have thought to say, Maybe it's less direct. What do you mean it's less direct? If it's jostling around, maybe it would be similar to the line we're going to read right after this. Not kidding per se, I don't think. You think I think it's serorot. I think Tosafot is saying it's a normal way that I'm going, but it's in the, it's koho. You pay half, but it's not kidding. What's the difference between that and kidding? Is it considered kenas or mamon? Right? If you go into betin and admit to it, hatinezek serorot, halachal moshe misinai mamona. Hatinezek uh, of of Keren, we said lemaskana hilchita kenasa. So that's the difference. You're right. It would be hatinezek. You're right in that. But it's I think I think what Tosafot means is it's a regel of serorot. You would have thought to say that for some reason or another. We're saying it's fastened enough that even when it jostles, it's still kind of connected to the body. We consider it like any other animal. Concludes the beraita. Sumchus back in the Gemara. Sumchus omer serorot. Sumchus, whom I've mentioned more than once, a unique name to Masechet Bava Kama. As I told you, I'll just repeat it very briefly. When I was a young boy in ninth grade, first time I encountered the name Sumchus, I remember in my class, I'm sure his. I haven't seen him in 20 years. Rafi Schwartz started laughing at the name Sumchus. He thought it was a very funny name. So what's Sumchus? It is a funny name the first time. Yeah. And our teacher, our rabbi, Rabbi Prague, he didn't really have tears, but the way I remember it, he said, to you, Michael Jordan is a household name. To me, I grew up, 
Sumchus was like uh, like uh, Rava. Sumchus was like Rabbi Huda. Can't even understand why you're laughing. It was for me. It was a remarkable moment. He didn't often doesn't often talk like that. Regardless, Sumchus in Masech Bava Kama is a household name. Says the Beraita. Says Sumchus says is one of the Hachme Hamishnah Sirorot. Sirorot. We know what that one means. We talked about this in the first sugya. Todotein Kayotem and Lav Kayotem. Rab Papa told us Yesh Mem Kayotem Mem Yesh Mem Shelok Kayotem. We spent a lot of time until we got to what Davdalit or so, Davgimamutbet, where we found out where is it Lavkayotzeba and when is it that regel? Sometimes it's not the same as its primary uh, AB. And the answer is Hatsina is Xerorot. What's Xerorot? It's where the animal is walking in the normal way and it kicks the pebbles inadvertently. It's just the way it works. Oh, so we learned that it's Hatsinezik. Sumchus is shita, it's a brand new opinion we're developing and discovering. He maintains it's a full damage. That's a fascinating thing. We all consider it regel. He considers it normal regel. Hachamim consider it new regel. Where did Hachamim, and the Gemara will remind us, but I said it already, and the Gemara told us already. Where did the Hachamim come up with the fact that it's half? What was the answer? It was Sinai. They had tradition on this, right? So you had a mahloket then, you have a dispute between Sumchus and Hachamim about Sirorot. What's the mahloket? Harambam writes in Hilchot Mamrim and several other places. We don't have machloket on halakha Moshe Misina. You're not going to find in Talmud, he's explained, right? It's in his Hakdamat Berusha Mishnayot. When you have a tradition which has that authority called halakha Moshe Misina, it's tradition from law from God, Moshe on Sinai, well, then it's no different than something that's in the Torah. Nobody's going to say that this halakha in the Torah, I disagree with that one. It's Masoret. How can he disagree with this? That's a very strong question. How do you have Sumchus disagreeing with the halakha Moshe Misina? Yet I saw this morning in the back of the Gemara, the commentary of Maharaz Hayyut, Maharaz Hayyut who deals with these sorts of matters very often, he suggests that even Sumchus agrees that it, there is a halakha Moshe Misinai. The halakha Moshe Misinai, the discussion, the debate is that not the initial stage. You could have and perhaps would have said that by kicking, we'll see this mentioned in the Gemara in a little bit, kicking is indirect so you're maybe entirely not liable. Maybe you don't pay a dime. The fact that the animal didn't do it with its body or something connected to its body, maybe that would be zero. That's what we have at the very least, the tradition from Sinai, Halakhal Moshe Sinai, that you're hayav for nezik, you're hayav to pay when there is sirorot. What's the obligation? Hachamim have a masorot, they have a tradition that it's had. Sumchus has a different tradition, so it's not a dispute about whether there's a Halakhal Moshe Sinai. The Halakhal Moshe Sinai is that there's damage. What, the, what is the details of the halakha of Moshe Misinai? On that they might be debating. Okay, but that's what we have in Sumchus. Sumchus Omer Serorot. What's the next case? Vehazir. Hazir is a, is a pig. Shehaya Nover Ba'ashpa. What does Nover mean? Now look at Rashi. Nover Behotamo. Hota means a nose. It sounds like from Rashi it's kind of pecking away with its nose. In the next few lines, in the next few lines, Rashi will tell us. In the next Rashi, he tells us that's going to, going to be considered a regular serorot. It's pecking with its nose, and as it pecks with its nose, it pushes something, and that something goes and damages serorot. Tosafot, if you look at Dibura Mathil Noverba Ashpa, they quote a pasuk from Tehilim, Yecharsemena Hazir Miyar. And they say that the word, That's the same shorish, the same root as Nover. 
All right, we still don't know what anything else. What's Yechar Simena? We'll come back to in a moment. Ve'afal gav de tana serorot de regal ashbe'ina and serorot de shen de lahanato ka'avid. Tosafot's understanding is in this case with regards to the pig, Yechar Semena in the Pasuk is referring to it's with its mouth. So it's down on the ground, this pig, and it's with its mouth pecking at stuff with the intention of eating it, licking it, enjoying it. And by so doing it, flings it. New case. We have Serorot of Shem. So that's the debate between Rashi and Tosafot. It, it works more cleanly for Tosafot because now you understand why you have two mentions of, of Sumchus. It's not eating, that's the Hidush. It was, its purpose was to get Hana. It's pecking at it with its mouth in order to get benefit. For Rashi, it's just pecking at it because that's what it does. Regardless, it's another Sirorot. Again, for Tosafot, that's why you have two mentions. Sumchus Omer Sirorot means Sirorot of Regel. Vehazir Shayan Over for Tosafot means Sirorot of Shen. For Rashi, they're both Sirorot of Shen. Vizik Meshalem Nezik Shalem. That's the end of our Mishnah, of our Beraita. Now the Gemara just comments on that final line, and we'll suffice with that for this morning. Hizik peshita, question mark, says the Gemara, if you read the words, although I translated them one way, the word with regards to the hazir, with regards to the hazir, which is nover ba'ashba, it says it was nover ba'ashba, again, pecking away with its mouth or its nose, but ultimately speaking, it says, and it damaged. It damaged, you pay full nezik. I mean, nobody's going to disagree with that. Everybody agrees, you have an animal, what's the hidush, that it's domesticated, that's not, whatever, we know all this, right? Ela ema, it shouldn't say the word he, just hizika, the, the pig as it does. So, ela ema, he tease the hizik. What's he tease? It flung. So, in other words, what we were referring to, I shouldn't have told you so quickly, is that the hazir didn't just peck and damage by pecking. It pecked, it flung through its pecking and then damaged. Mishalim nezik shalim. Says the Gemara, last thing in terms of technicalities over here, Sirorot Mandachar Shamayu. Why is Sumchus of Sun talking about Sirorot? Our whole Beraita talked about regular, normal situations. If the animal goes in its normal fashion and it damages, regal. A Sumchus jumps in. So, by the way, Sirorot is Nezik Shalit. Who was talking about Sirorot? It's one thing if the rabbi said, by the way, Sirorot, when it flings something, you pay half. That's okay. But Sumchus, you jump to the, the presentation. It's funny. Answers the Gemara. Man, man means who? Me, Dachar, mentioned Shamayu, their name. Who even talked about Sirorot? Answers the Gemara. Hasure, Mehsera, Vahache, Katane. This Beraita must have a perforce. It doesn't make sense. Reading it otherwise, been missing some words uh, that we need to fill in. Vahache, Katane. Here's how it goes. The Mishnah, the Beraita mentioned all the normal cases. Then it said, Sirorot, Ki, or Hayu. It said, if there's sirorot in the normal fashion, chatzinezek. Vehazir shayanover bashbavitis vizik meshalem chatzinezek. Both sirorot and the pig, which flung, which is also sirorot, either of shen or of regal, you pay chatzinezek. That's the opinion of hachamim. That's the opinion we've been familiar with until now. Sumchus omen. But now that you injected those lines into the beraita, you understand how to read it. Where sumchus is coming from? He was part of a conversation. Sirorot vehazir shayanover bashbavitis vizik meshalem nezek shalem. Which means to say what we got up to and we'll deal with a little bit more tomorrow is this final line with regards to a new shita, new opinion, that of sumchus. When I'm dealing with serorot, which we've been conditioned, I hope, until now to believe is always going to be hatzinezik, half damage, even though it's regel, even though it's mamon. Nonetheless, we have a new opinion. It's the opinion of sumchus who maintains that even on serorot, you're paying nezik shalem. We'll deal with that further tomorrow. Baruch Amen ve'amen.